It is 3.53 a.m. as I record this now, but the clock is not ticking backwards, although we will be talking about the curious case of Benjamin Button. I say we because I have a very special guest who just watched the movie with me, however, did not watch it with me because she is in Japan. Her name is Mengji Soon, a film lover. Hello, Mengji. How are you doing? What time is it over there? Um, so it's 8 p.m. over here in Japan. Um, Mengji and I have been watching a lot of movies together. She's uh, really into, uh, well, what are some of your favorite movies? The first one that came to my mind is Manhattan and maybe The 400 Blow. Okay, mm-hmm. those are good choices. Very, You're very into the artsy, romantic-styled movies. <laughs> yeah, a.k.a. Easter. <laughs> so what did you think about the uh, romance in Benjamin Button. I would say that sort of the vehicle for the movie. I mean, we start off dying Kate Blanchett's character, Daisy, mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. hospital as a storm is approaching. So a lot is happening there. Uh, so what did you think about the actual romance? Were you in it? Were you rooting for them? Or was it sort of like, did it wash over you? It's definitely a part of the timeline, uh, the romance. But I don't think um, it's like the essential key that this movie tries to convey <laughs> what, what, what do you think what do you think's the the message of the movie right um so it depends on the person right but for me because a lot of time when i watched the movie it's like 10 years ago and it's definitely a movie about time besides enjoying the romance between daisy and benjamin um i think it's also about love like on a broader sense for example love for people around him, you know, so, yeah, just people keep passing by, come and go, time passes, I think, that sort of thing. I mean, you can really break up this movie into just moments where he met certain people and he, like, experienced things with them. The first starts with his family, and then it goes on to that uh, eccentric man who comes and, like, uh, takes him out for a nice day. And then it goes on, you know, further on, Tilda Swinton's character and whatnot. I think, yeah, it's about time. It's about life and death. Those are obviously pretty broad ideas to put into a movie. But I think this does it, I wouldn't say eloquently, but it easily introduces the idea, you know. It knows what it mm-hmm. wants to do, gives it to us there. So it's it's not anything special. I wasn't didn't feel any uh, revelation or special attachment to the way that this movie was told. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think that... Uh, it did a pretty good job of, of talking about life and death and time. I think in that sense, this movie, it's like a combination of Forrest Gump, Big Fish, The Legend of Fall, also played by Brad Pitt. Well, you know, the screenwriter for this, Eric Roth, also wrote Forrest Gump. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. He really likes to write yeah. this kind of story. Which is yeah. <laughs> fine. Although I gotta say, you know, as much as I love David Fincher, I think I prefer Forrest Gump to this movie just because I think mm-hmm. Forrest Gump has a lot of charm and uh, I think it works with its timeline a little bit better. I know that wasn't really the point of this movie. It was more of not a man of history, but a man living his own life while history happens. But I like mm-hmm. that part of Forrest Gump, you know, that he's just sort of inserted into everything. And we, we get that here where like Benjamin and Daisy are watching the Beatles premiere or uh, mm-hmm. obviously fighting World War II, things like that. But it, mm-hmm. it does feel like uh, almost B-sides of Forrest Gump. Um, well, so about Forrest Gump, um, I would say especially for American people, I can see 
how you know awesome, how amazing the movie is. Like it's almost、uh, just a story of America, you know, within a certain. Time period. It's very cool, but I also I totally like that movie. I'm not American, right? So some uh feeling some emotions that American people might feel while watching that movie, I wouldn't get them. But Benjamin Benjamin Button is not about like you know like uh history of a country or a sort of big topic. It's more about just a person, his life, but it's all the feelings and the stories that you and me might encounter as well. So you connect with this movie a little bit more than Forrest Gump, just because it's not so specifically about like American history. Um, I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Interesting. All right. So overall, what do you think? Did you like it? Did you love it? Are you lukewarm? I like it. Yeah. And this is the sort of movies that you that you want to watch for several times, you know, because you get different feelings every time when you watch it. You get、mm-hmm. something new and you feel differently. Ah,、uh, well, almost in a sad sense, but still, it's a good do you, movie. Do you like it more than you did ten years ago? Um, yeah, I definitely do. I actually cried the last time when I watched it. I was in middle school, and this time I watched.、Um, I cried again, but I felt differently. So last time when I when I cried, I'm pretty sure I don't even remember, but、um, I'm pretty sure that was because of like the romance.、Mm-hmm. How Benjamin just forgot about everything when Daisy was was still there with him.、Mm-hmm. But this time it's more about you know ten years was between the. Two times that I watched the movie, right? So it's almost about myself, like how, yeah, just the feeling of time makes people feel a little bit depressingly. <laughs> I don't know, a little bit frustrated. That's kind of, I think, the strongest part of this movie, or at least like the most novel, is the idea that、uh, obviously Benjamin's surrounded by all these elderly people at first, and he sort of experiences a lot of death. But what would it be like if this one person was growing younger, you know? And what I don't know, it makes you think about time a little. Bit. I guess it shows how it just shows sort of what life is like to an outside observer, to someone、mm-hmm. who's who's not experiencing it exactly how we are. And I think because of that, it is kind of sad because it's it is this one shot that we all have. You know, hopefully no one gets upset at this. But you and I do talk a little bit during movies.、Um, we talk about the movie. We're not just having conversations. We came to an understanding that one, Brad Pitt is super hot, and two. This, uh, yeah. Yeah, we we both agree, and this whole movie. <laughs> Same scene is harder. Okay, and this whole movie is just a a big setup for the reveal of Brad Pitt being super hot. Is I don't know what he's in his like forties、uh, at that point in the movie, right? And David Fincher、yeah. knew. It seemed like he knew that, like, oh, I know that. Everyone's gonna be thinking Brad Pitt is hot right now. So let's put him on a motorcycle. Let's put him on a boat. Let's give him sunglasses. This is what the people want to see. And he was right. I, you know,、Just、we were all waiting for it. Hotness,、right? Yeah, exactly. And that was、uh, that was great for everyone involved. I think. <laughs> Especially for Daisy. Yeah, especially for Daisy. Good for her, you know. David Fincher. So we watched、uh, the Social Network last week. You know his track record. This movie may be his、uh, most optimistic, or at least his brightest movie. Did he also make House of Cards? Or at least he w- was involved in the story making, right? So Fight Club, right? Yeah, he did a、uh, Seven Fight Club. Uh, Gone Girl. Well, he really loves Brad Pitt. Yeah, he does love Brad. Well, they were they're pretty good friends. But anyway, so yeah, this this movie like, it's interesting because it's a little bit different. He 
it seems like David Fincher was sort of going off to do a more of a, a, a yarn, you know, a tale about somebody's whole life. It, the story was so different from what he usually does, but you still got that sort of David Fincher darkness throughout, although yeah. it never really got too dark. Right. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Like, for him, for the director, this movie is almost a little bit too romantic. There's a, there's a nice... There's a nice, I really like the relationship of, uh, in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo of Daniel Craig's character and uh, mm-hmm. Rooney Mara's. Obviously, that movie is super dark compared to this one, especially. Do you think, uh, what do you think is a darker film, The Social Network or this one? I wouldn't call them dark, but both are a little bit depressing in some sense. Social network is more about human beings. Maybe you betray each other, maybe you're not, you know, like honest. But this one is more about life, death, and, uh, you know, like, even if you have such a strange and abnormal life as Benjamin Button, but still, some things are the same, right? Like, for example, at some point, you still need to let go. People still, you know, nothing lasts. All right, quick question for you. Which one did you like better, Benjamin Button or Social Network? Um, Benjamin Button, yeah. Why? Well, I don't want to say this, but if you look at Social Network, it is it is a very manly movie. Okay, okay yeah. off please. But if you but you but if you look at Social Network, like uh, there are very very few like female characters, you know. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. So yeah, so you could connect more with this movie because of uh, sort of Kate Blanchett's involvement, her strength as a character, and and the other female roles in here. Mm-hmm. So out of all the characters that uh, Benjamin Button, you know, hangs out with, mm-hmm. who is your what was your favorite one? Ah, uh, this is very difficult, but I'm pretty sure for. A lot of people, we will never forget that scene when Kate was dancing in the moonlight when she was actually trying to ban Benjamin. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was a very beautiful scene. The feeling that I got was that uh, she was still sort of, you know, very adolescent and she was kind of, kind of playing around with him because she knew right. that he wanted her and she knew like she was this beautiful thing, you know. What I didn't understand though is why does he turn her down? Why does he not want to spend that night with her? He must have just been feeling self-conscious, right? Maybe about, but uh, I don't know if that was it. Right. I I don't think that was being self-conscious i mean daisy was daisy right in his mind she was that beautiful little girl but sally the little girl was like hitting on you and try to bang you what would you think but i mean he he only looks old he inside you know internally he's also growing up at the same time mm, yeah that's it, a it, question. It, i don't know it must be sort of because i mean in that we're watching her flaunt her whole skill right and her beauty and everything Mm -hmm. so he must feel i mean he's you know he's never really been graceful he's always moving sort of sluggishly you know i think my favorite is uh the tilda swinton part which at first i was not too into i wasn't you know i was like okay here we go now we're at the next part of the movie but it ended up winning me over just because uh her story about this person who like could feel time slip by you know feel the loss of opportunity and she did that one thing you know she swam uh she almost swam across the english channel when Mm -hmm. she was young there's a delightful moment you know later on in the movie when she ends up completing that which is i really like just that sort of circumstance that he gets to see her do that i wonder how she was feeling at the time though 
Was he doing well? I think he was just happy for her. Oh, I hope so. Because that's already when uh, when Daisy's pregnant. So I think he's he's like pretty fixed on Daisy at that point. But uh, yeah, I think just the idea of like, because that's something I think I at least worry about. I don't know about you, but just that like we're not making the most of our time. What if we end up kind of like her where she does this one thing and she never really lives up to it? afterwards um so i actually have another question so what if just imagine if they have different genders if they exchange gender if daisy was growing younger and benjamin was you know just a normal person mm-hmm. if it is um the story of daisy and if the main character is a woman do you think the story will be very very different you know what i thought about that near the end of the movie when daisy goes to see him again you know and he's mm-hmm. really young and beautiful and you know she's aging and everything right. and if that were reversed it would be this you know young beautiful woman with this old man oh look this is the ideal woman who just keeps getting younger you know this is a male fantasy it, it would have to be done you know i'm sure it can be done well and elegantly and also ideally by female filmmakers because mm-hmm. i wouldn't know how to do it you you should do that movie <laughs> yeah Maybe we should try. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, what do you think if they were the roles were reversed? If it's a guy, so you definitely have a broader window of time where you are kind of attractive and you have all the stories going on, right? Or a female that might be a little bit shorter. So yeah, then Benjamin has to be there with Daisy right when she was, you know, when she was kind of beautiful. I think that's sort of unfortunate, right? I think you're you're onto something that like there's an idea in place that women, you know, only have so a certain window where they are beautiful, which kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it would be a much different, a much harsher movie, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think Yeah, right. I think yeah. Yeah, definitely. That would have a totally different topic and maybe another focus more focusing on gender instead of you know like life and death and stuff yeah very which is too bad yeah when he they they really stretch out the opening of him being like a you know old child mm. uh and hanging around in the old folks home that's like i think at least an hour the first hour of the movie is 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 that um it started to drag on i felt i don't wait this series you add off because mm-hmm. i don't know i think it's very good Okay, you really liked the opening. Mm. Yeah, no, I, th- I thought it was good too. It's just for me, like, uh, but I think what they what they really tried to play on there in that first like hour is uh, because that's a lot of where the uh, originality is, right? The oh. uniqueness of his situation. Mm. He's growing up. He's a child. You know, it's a coming of age, but he also looks like an old man. Right, right. Okay, no, yeah, I understand. I mean, like, it feels like there are two parts of the movie, and the first half was a little bit slow and the second half was a little bit too fast you know i mean you know compared to each other one of the weird parts is like you know when he goes to visit the brothel Mm. like he's probably only like what 13 at that time Mm -hmm. and so that's a little bit strange and then uh there's also uh when he is with daisy when they're kids you know it's sort of a weird look yeah so it's it's like it's like in uh, the movie big you know where have you seen the movie big Mm. I don't think so. I've only watched Big Fish. Well, it's uh, it's Tom Hanks. He makes a wish, you know, when he's 13 years old to be big, to be an adult. And mm-hmm. then it works. And so then he's like, he's a 13-year-old in, inside this uh, 30-year-old's body. Oh, really? And, yeah. And it's kind of funny, but there's a sequence, you know, where he does uh, spend the night with a girl. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, that girl drops him off at his house as he's, as he's about to change back to his 13-year-old self. Mm-hmm. And then he does, and she he's walking away, and he waves at her in his big clothing, and she waves back. And then it's like, oh, wait, what just what, what went on between them? It's sort mm-hmm. of like that weird movie magic, which I think, going back to the gender thing, we're okay with because it's a guy there. Right. We just shouldn't be okay with that at all, I feel like. But, you know, it is Benjamin Button. It's fine. It's done very classy. It's okay. It's just yeah. a little little cheeky for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, like, the last scenes of the movie, when Benjamin was a little kid, you know, mm. how Daisy was, like, walking him around. Walking him around. Sorry, feels like he's a dog. When Benjamin was playing the piano, Daisy was like, I'm Daisy. Uh, yeah, like, if the genders were reversed maybe that would be a little bit weird all right yeah so overall yeah i know you really enjoyed it i think i enjoyed it too but i think i i prefer my finchers gritty and intense mm. yeah pace wise it's very different from social network oh absolutely yeah but i think i think that's a lot has to do with the this the script there and then uh, I think also for, you know, different term, I think Gone Girl was his last movie. 2015 already, right? Yeah. And I know he, he worked on Mindhunter in that time. And I know he was developing another show for HBO for a little bit. But ideally, I think what's been in the works for a while is uh, Gillian Flynn. Uh, I think they're supposed to have a movie coming out soon where she wrote this original screenplay and he's directing it. And that's right. like... Uh, that sounds like a great, you know, combo. I would love to see what's going to come from that. Because you, you're a big fan of Gone Girl. Yes. Yeah, I think that movie totally rules. It's so good. I can't believe they come from the same director, though. He's one of the best filmmakers out there right now. It's just a bummer that he's not making more movies right now. Mm, yeah, I feel like he's more into like TV right now. I don't know why. Yeah, which is would be fine if they didn't, you know, if they were going to continue Mindhunter. But uh, yeah. it seems like that's going to be done. So, okay, any last thoughts? Any uh, little things that you want to say about the movie? I'm just wondering, do you remember the guy who was hit by... Wait, Adam, how to say that? He was what? Hit by the thunder? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great... Yeah, I, I completely forgot about that. That's like, that's one of my favorite moments in the, in the movie. You know, do you remember? I think he mentioned five or six times in the movie. How about the seventh time? Is there anything to do with the hurricane, actually? Well, I'm sure he was uh, long gone by then. Yeah, what I really loved is that they strung that along, you know? Yeah. Uh, at one point, I think the last time that he actually brings up when he was struck, he says, you know, the reason why he's lucky to be alive. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why he keeps getting struck by lightning. But I think there, there's an opportune time to every time you that he says it, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure he says it specifically at these moments in Benjamin's life. Mm. But uh, it's sort of ridiculous. It's almost like a Charlie Kaufman little insert into the movie. It's like this jokey comic thing, but it really works, I think, for the the idea of like of life and chance and what, what it means to be alive mm. and how fragile I guess it is. But yeah, I love, I love that that's included. And I think you're right. I think he only says it. I think he brings up five times. And then mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, you know, in the very like last few seconds of the movie, when Benjamin is talking about all these different people in his life, he mentions uh, that guy and you see him get struck by lightning again. Right. <laughs> but you don't see the seventh time. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about it? Probably the seventh time is the end of the movie because the hurricane is coming. Well, I'm pretty sure he's dead by then. 
<laughs> sorry. Yeah, um, I really like that. I like how he is also a part of the timeline. Um, and uh, yeah, I think my one of my favorites. Okay, here you have to. How to say? So from a movie, you have like sentences, right? You can say your favorite sentences. Do you call that sentence or my favorite words? My favorite. Yeah, like a dialogue. Your favorite dialogue. Okay. Is that what you're talking about? I think so. Anyways. Oh, do, you mean, do you mean like overall structure, like uh, no, no, scenes? No, 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 no. Um, just like dialogue, like. Mm -hmm. Favorite lines that work. Oh, favorite lines. Yeah, I think that's the word. Yeah. Anyways, he also like one of my favorite lines from the movie is from that guy. God keeps reminding him that he's still like he's lucky to be alive and that's uh that's like the last thing that he says that we get of him and it kind of puts it what's what's cool is like it, it puts it all into context right like you you get the snippets of of the lightning throughout and you're like yeah i kind of see how this ties in it's kind of funny too and then mm -hmm. at the end there he's like he really just shoves the meaning into your face which is fine but yeah i like that i like that a lot also yeah good 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 last thing to bring up i i really liked that yeah well thank you for watching this movie with me and uh is everything uh going on okay in japan How, how's uh the virus treating you guys um well the government is trying to ignore it so yeah it feels everything is still okay but how's it going in the u.s though uh, california is locked down right um almost i think it's just shy of a lockdown everything is uh, getting a little bit slower and and, and uh, everyone's staying inside hopefully i don't know uh, hopefully it blows over soon without hurting too many more people yeah and especially for japan because we have the olympic coming up so and the japan like economy and the government is kind of depending on that so hopefully right. everything will go well i hope so too i hope uh, you know by the end of this month that we start to see numbers everywhere dropping like they are and i know wuhan is uh is where you're from yeah uh, and that's uh right now i think they just released today or yesterday that uh, there are no new confirmed cases which is good yeah very good news so hopefully uh, hopefully that's uh just the first in a trend that'll spread around mm -hmm. the world right now well you know when it comes to the end you have to let it go <laughs> what am i talking about sorry well, it's from okay <laughs> it's from the movie yeah you tied it all together thank you and with that uh we'll sign off um, thank you for checking out the podcast. Tomorrow's movie due uh, March 21st in the morning will be a, The Fly by Cronenberg. It's going to be a gooey mess. And uh, thank you all for checking out the podcast. Please uh, email me any thoughts or ideas you have about the movie we're going to be watching or any movies we've seen before at projectorfuel at gmail.com. And thank you, Mengji, for joining me today. Thank you, Adam. All right. Well, Stay safe. Thank you, you too.